Blog Talk Radio. of the Habs 360 podcast. I'm Chris G. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisG1980. And well, like always, there's lots of Montreal Canadiens news over the past seven days. And there was even uh, more news, I'll say even in the past, I don't know, 70 minutes, no, seven hours. But there was some news as well uh, today. So we're going to talk about that over the next 60 minutes, Montreal Canadiens facing the New York Islanders tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Some news and notes from today's practice. Carey Price will not start. Dustin Tokarski will be in goal for the Montreal Canadiens. Pierre Paranto as well will not be in the lineup. It is, doesn't seem to be a healthy scratch. It was mentioned that uh, he is not feeling well. So Pierre Paranto did not even practice this morning. So Christian Thomas will make his way into the lineup tonight. And as well, there's some possibility, there's some reports that are saying that Mike Weaver might make his way into the lineup tonight. And it will be, if that's the case, it looks like it will be Tom Gilbert who would be the extra demand out. Canadians have played three games since our last episode, last Saturday, Canadians, they lost 2-1 to one against the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime. And it, it was a game where the Canadians w- were on down to a 4-3 f- on three in the overtime. 
Thomas Lekainen's stick broke, and then, well, it led to the Pittsburgh Penguins scoring the game-winning goal in overtime to give the Penguins a 2-1 win. It was a battle for first place. On Wednesday night, the Canadians had a couple of days off. They faced the Columbus Blue Jackets. Canadians were down 2-0 in that game with about with less than 10 minutes to go in the third period. Canadians came back and scored three power play goals. I know it's hard to believe, but they did. And they came back to win 3-2 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But let's be fair, in this game, the Montreal Canadiens were the better team and they did deserve to win. It wasn't uh, one of those games where they got outplayed for 50 minutes and then they came back and uh, they won a game. It was a well-deserved win for the Montreal Canadiens. And then on Thursday night, it was a back-to-back game situation for the Canadiens. They went to Ottawa to face the Ottawa Senators and the Canadiens lost 4-1. to Dustin Tokarski was in goal for the Montreal Canadiens during that game. And that game, it was... Um, the Ottawa Senators deserved to win that one. They were the better team. 20-6 to were the shots on goal in that game after the first period of play. So, not, uh, not a game the Canadiens deserved to win. And they got exactly the outcome that they needed. So look at the standings. Canadians have played 43 games. They have a record of 27-13-3 for a total of 57 points. They are three points behind the Tampa Bay Lightning who are in first place. But the Canadians still have three games in hand. So it's still looking good for them. The only difference now is the Canadians need to check behind them because while there's other teams that are catching up, the Detroit Red Wings have 57 points as well. But the Canadians do have one in game in hand over uh, the Red Wings. And three points behind the Canadians are the Boston Bruins, who have 54 points. Canadians do have two games in hand, but the Bruins have turned things around. They are currently 6-1-3 in their last 10 games. If you look at the, at the wild card race, Canadians... They have a three-point cushion. It's the Rangers and the Boston Bruins who hold those two positions right now with 54 points each. And if you look at the conference, Montreal Canadiens are currently fourth place with a win tonight over the New York Islanders. They'll move over to go to third place. I haven't checked actually if the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing, and I think they are. So Canadians are one point behind the Pittsburgh Penguins and trailing them are the Washington Capitals and Detroit Red Wings. So the Canadians need to get back on the winning track. Even though they're 7-2-1, there are some teams behind them that are catching up and might make things uh, interesting for uh, the Canadians. If you go to sportsclubstats.com, Montreal Canadiens have a 95.1% chance of making it to uh, the playoffs. So those are pretty uh, good odds for the Montreal Canadiens. A little bit down compared to last week where they were 95.9. But it's all good. No need to worry. Or is there? Our question of the day. What are your thoughts on this morning's new line combination? So we saw Michel Terrier made some line changes. Some, you could call them controversial 
So if you give us your thoughts, you can let us know via Twitter, at Tabs360 is our Twitter account. Don't forget to follow us. We do follow back every single person that uh, follows back the Habs360 account. We always love to interact with uh, Montreal Canadiens fans or hockey fans in the general as well. And you also get more details on a different interesting articles that we find on the Bleu Blanc Rouge and on different contests that we run via Twitter, uh, especially the one with uh, r2canvas.com where we give out a great prize during every home game. You can also let us know via telephone, one 455 4945 The toll-free number will be open for the entire podcast today. So give us a call whenever you want and talk some Montreal Canadiens hockey with us. Let us know what you think about the line combinations or let us know your thoughts on the team overall. And you can also head into our chat room on blogtalkradio.com and you'll be able to leave your comments and we'll read them uh, during today's episode. Joining me now is uh, my co-host, Peter G. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for asking. So, Peter, it was a busy week for the Montreal Canadiens. Lots of uh, lots of news, especially over the last uh, c- couple of hours. By the way, you can follow Peter on Twitter at Peter Galanos. So, uh, so let's get started with what we saw this morning during practice. But like I said earlier, I'm not going to start to uh, analyzing the changes. Uh, first of all, as a coach, you want to keep those things in private. And like, you know what, we're in Montreal, we're a big market. And uh, now we're going to uh, practice or getting analyzed on TV. <laughs> and it's not fun for a coach. You want to make adjustment, and now we're at, uh, we're in the, the uh, you're watching news and the, some people try to analyze the new strategy that you try to have. It, it's it could be tough at times, so I'm not going to be here to start to uh, elaborate on on their changes. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about practice, man. <laughs> We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. All right, Peter. So we're going to talk about practice, man. Uh, so the first clip was Mitchell Terry talking about uh, how the practices get analyzed on TV. So I guess since Peter were an audio podcast, we're good. We have the green light from uh, from the coach to discuss what went on this morning in the practice, but before we talk about what happened this morning, in the past seven days, there's been three games, and there were three different line combinations throughout the week, and with including today's practice, which would be day number eight, there's a fourth different line combination. So I'm just gonna do a quick recap of the forward lines for each game against the Penguins. We had a line of Pacioretty, Galchenyuk, Gallagher, Dagne with Plekanec and Weiss, Sekac with Eller and Prust, and Bournival with Sven Andrigero and uh, Christian Thomas. So do we remember that Sven Andrigero was here last week? <laughs> like, how far does that seem? On Wednesday against Columbus, 
it was Pacioretty with Plakainitz and Gallagher once again. Then we saw Brandon Prust with Alex Galchenyuk and P.A. Paranto. We saw a line of Dernay, Eller, and Weiss, and the fourth line of Sekach, Mainer Mahotra, and Michael Bornival. Against the Ottawa Senators, there was a line of Pacioretty, Plakainitz, and Gallagher, Dernay, Eller, and Weiss, Bournival with Galchenyuk and Sekach, Prust, Mahotra, and Paranto was the was the fourth line. So we've seen every single player, not even one line, stay together in the last seven days. And if you look at this morning's lines, first line consisted of Pacioretty with Plekainitz and Weiss. There was a line of Galchenyuk, Dernay, and Gallagher. Yurti Sekach was with Lars Zeller and Christian Thomas. And then the fourth line is uh, Brandon Prust with uh, Manny Mahotra and Mikhail Bournival. And a reminder that P.A. Paranto is out uh, from uh, tonight's game because he's not feeling well. So, Peter, before we go into details about uh, this morning's practice lines, uh, what are your thoughts on the constant line juggling of um, of the coach game to game? Is it no big deal, or is it uh, a recipe for disaster? I've never been a fan of that. I mean, uh, I've always thought that it's better you're better off having um, making your lines and being patient with them and giving them some time to create some chemistry, uh, whatever. Is you know, things don't happen in just one game. You know, you need to give your line combinations a few games to get some chemistry going. And after a certain amount of games, whether it's three, four, or five, if you really see that there's no chemistry being built at all, then I would start making changes and all that. But besides that, I mean, you know, I... The Canadians seem to be just one of those rare teams that just keep changing lines game after game. I mean, look, you look at other teams and they barely make any changes unless there's like an injury or unless uh, one of their star forwards is really uh, not on a hot, uh, like on a cold streak and just to give them a, a little shake up. But besides that, I mean, it's unbelievable. And I agree as well. I think it's it's a recipe for, well, I wouldn't say maybe for a disaster, but you're not allowing the players to build some chemistry um, amongst them. We had Dernan Pacioretty, who played together for, you know, a couple of seasons that they played together, and they had some chemistry. But the reason that they had the chemistry when they were together is because of all those games they did play together. That being said, chemistry doesn't always last forever. You get predictable. Uh, defending teams watch videos so they know how to how to defend against you. So then in those moments, I understand, you, you change it up. But now it's been four games. Four games I'm including uh, tonight. Besides Paranto, who will not be playing tonight, the team has been relatively healthy. So... So there is no point of changing the lines. Not even one, not even one line has been the same for the entire week. I find that hard to believe, and I think 
really, really hard for the team to the players to get some chemistry together and build on uh, that success. Last week, prior to the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, which was following the 2-1 loss against the Pittsburgh Penguins in uh, overtime, Max Pacioretty was asked to comment on his uh, his new linemates, about his new lines. At that time, his new linemates were Thomas Plekainitz and Brendan Gallagher. Gally texted me last night. He said, do you think there's a change tomorrow? And Because uh, we have a little, normally we joke around, uh, maybe put a little couple dollars on it, what, predict what the lines will be. And uh, we both had the same idea. But uh, it's just, uh, I think when, when you're not going offensively, this is what sparks the team. And it's a little bit of a wake-up call a lot of the times for everybody. And, uh, you know, obviously it gives you a little bit more energy going into the game with, uh, you know, some new faces next to you. And, I'm excited to play with Plecky. I've had a lot of success with him, uh, four and four, and hopefully now that can translate to uh, to five and five. Playing in Montreal. You- so there's uh, Max Pacioretty and Peter Players are joking about constant line changes when they're saying they're texting and they're even uh, betting a couple of bucks. Like who knows if that's true, but whether or not it's true, at least that's that's in the back of their mind. Is is that normal? I don't think that's normal. <laughs> No, I don't think so either. But and it's, I don't, I don't want to say he's calling out the coach on that. But uh, you know, you can tell that for now the guys find it amusing. But in the long run, I'm sure that eventually that this won't uh, be acceptable. I'm pretty sure that uh, if the coach keeps doing this, I mean. Guys, well, like example, like Max Pacioretty, who's one of the leaders up front, uh, part of the leadership groups, is probably gonna step up and say, "Coach, you know what? I mean, uh, you gotta stop uh, this constant line changing. You know, give me, give me a couple of guys and let me play with them for at least uh, three, four, or five games." You know. The phone number to reach us is one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five. Or question of the day is what are your thoughts on the new line combinations that we saw this morning in practice as the Canadians prepare to face the New York Islanders? You can also reach us via Twitter at Habs360. We're going to take our first break. On the other side, we'll answer our question. We'll tell you what we what we think about these new line combinations. And we'll also talk about one of the, one of the leaders, like Peter mentioned, he faced an injury last night, Carey Price, and won't be in the lineup at least for the next couple of days. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on nohabs.net. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content. 
giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information about this unique marketing opportunity. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Peter, as we look ahead to tonight's game between the Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders, a 7 o'clock start. That game is being played at uh, the Bell Centre. So the big news was actually from the constant line juggling by the coach, by Michel Terrier. And this morning again, it looks like there will be a new lineup, a new line combination setting into tonight's game against the New York Islanders. So the first line is expected to be Pacioretty with Plekanec and Dale Weiss. Second line, Galchenyuk at left wing, David Dernier at center, and Brent Gallagher on the right. The third line, Yirchi Sekach, Lars Zeller, and Christian Thomas. And the fourth line will be compromised of Brandon Prest, Manny Mahotra, and Michael Bournival. And a reminder that uh, Pierre Parto will not be in the lineup tonight because he wasn't feeling... Well, so I guess it could be a flu or something. So he should be ready to play for the next game against the Nashville Predators. So, Peter, I guess I'll leave it as an open-end question. What are your thoughts on uh, this morning's line combinations? Well, uh, well, okay, I'll, we'll go uh, one by one. I'm happy that finally David Dearnay is uh, back at center. Uh, I've I've been saying it for a while now that David Dernay, okay, doesn't necessarily have to be first line center, but he is a centerman. He is not a winger. Whether it's a first line center, second line center, or third line center, he needs to be a, a centerman to be effective on this team. And for him to be at center, I find is the best spot for him. Uh, unfortunately, Alex Galchenyuk is getting bumped out of center and being put on the wing, which I'm not a big fan of. Preferably, I would prefer that uh, Eller get bumped on the wing and Galchenyuk remain at center. But uh, what can we do? I mean, the coach has the final say on that. And the other thing I'm not really happy about is Dale Weed being given another 
uh, first line uh, right wing uh, spot uh, for another game. I mean, uh, you know, occasionally in game you could try that a few shifts just to surprise your opponent, but to have him on a consistent regular basis as a first line uh, or even second line right winger, I find is not the ideal situation for the Habs. On my end, uh, I'm not ecstatic that Galchenyuk is back on the wing because Galchenyuk, he's a natural center position. He was drafted to become a center and he's the number one center that the Canadians have been looking for uh, for, for a long time. He, he had some success when he was playing with Pacioretty and uh, Brendan Gallagher on that line. The Canadians wanted to think it was 9-1 or 9-2 uh, during that sequence. He struggled a couple of games. He was removed. He was bumped down to, uh, to the third line. And now he's back on uh, the wing. But before we go on, let's hear what the coach had to say about the move to Galchenyuk. This was this morning following the practice in Brossard. Together we took the decision that uh, moving on the wing and um, I'm going to support Alice 100%. We're going to work with him. And I'm sure the kid's going to be fine. So I'll take Coach Terry's words uh, the way that he said them. I'm going to assume that you know it's exactly the way that it happened, that Galchenyuk you know, may have lost some confidence playing center position. But when, like I said, when you go down from the first line down to the third line, is the coach actually helping him? with his confidence by making that kind of move. I think to add to the answer to that is no, that he doesn't doesn't help him out and that eventually leads for Galchenyuk and the coach to decide that you no know let let him go back to uh, to the wing, gain his uh, confidence uh to gain his confidence. But Peter like Based on what the coach Terry said, this Galchenyuk thing probably it seems to be like temporary back on the wing. I don't think it's something where he's never going to want to try to play center again. Well, I hope it is temporary uh, for like a game or two just to uh, hopefully he'll get like a point or a goal here and there and gain his confidence back and give a reason for the coach to put him back at center. But uh, in the long run, for this team to be successful, you need uh, Galchenyuk at center. And uh, hopefully after the All-Star game, that will be the case. After the All-Star break, uh, Galchenyuk will probably return at center. I think he's probably going to give him a couple of games off from center, play him on the wing now, and uh, we'll see how it goes. One eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five is the phone number to reach us to, uh, to give us your thoughts on the lines. And you can also send us a tweet via Twitter, at Habs360 is our Twitter account. And one thing that I'm not, I could say, happy about the lines is, I don't like like you mentioned, Peter Dalewis, he's not a first liner. I think he should be down to the fourth line. And you know what? I would probably even accept him being on the third line. But I think that's where he belongs in, in the bottom six. And playing in that spot with Pacioretty and Plekanec, why not try Yerchi Sekach maybe up there instead of Dale Weiss? Well, honestly, why not try another option? Would be why not try Michael Bornival up there? Like I'd rather have those two guys in that spot than Dale Weiss. And I'm not taking anything away from Dale Weiss. He's a great player. 
every opportunity that uh, the coach gives him, he he capitalizes on it. But that's not that's not his role. David Dernet, second line center. Uh, contrary to what you think, Peter, I don't think David Dernet should be a center, at least not in the, as a top six. I think he belongs as, as a third line centerman. The team is healthy. I don't think they needed to go to uh, to that route for Dernet. And if I see this, I'm thinking that eventually, sooner than later, there's a good chance that we see Dernet and Pacioretty once again together playing on um, on the first line. So my ideal fourth line would be, and this is taking into consideration that Paranto will not be playing tonight, I would see Prust with Mahotra and Weiss on, uh, on the fourth. On the third line, I'd put Dernier on the left wing with uh, Eller and let's go with uh, Michael Bournival. The second line, I would see Yalchenyuk with Gallagher and uh, Christian Thomas. And in the first line, I'd leave uh, Pacioretty, Plekanec, and uh, Yuki Sekac as my as my line uh, combinations. I don't know, Peter, if you had to make any specific changes from tonight's lineup, take take into consideration that Paranto is not playing. What would what would you make? Well, I think I agree a bit with you there. I mean, uh, the only change I would probably make is, I mean, you've called up this kid Christian Thomas. Uh, the kid is an offensive player. Uh, why not give him a shot uh, on the wing, uh, on the top in the top six? You know, like uh, that's the kind of role that he's supposed to play on this team, and uh, I think he could be a lot more effective than uh, Dale Weiss. Uh, we need some balanced scoring. I think uh, being able to spread out some of the offense, it should hopefully give us, uh, you know, a couple more options to to put pucks in the net. And uh, you know, it always goes back to a couple old duos that have had success. You know, I've had success with BC and uh, feel pretty good playing with Lucky right now. And and then the other lines, you know, Galley and, and Chucky have played well together, and and Davey should fit in well there. And then uh, you know, Seki and Larry have had success. So at, at the end of the day. Uh, they're not too new. I think it's more of a looking for more options to, to get some scoring depth, and hopefully we can do that tonight. Uh, for me, it doesn't really change much. I think my game's pretty simple. I'm able to play the same way uh, regardless of who I'm playing with. So it's, it's no different tonight. Um, all very good players. So I, again, playing with Davey, a guy that's, that's going to find you no matter where you are, so I better be ready uh, to get the puck and get open, and, and hopefully we can, we can have a good game and just create positive momentum for the team. So that was uh, Max Pacioretty and Brendan Gallagher from uh, this morning after the practice in uh, Brossard talking about their, their new lines. So, Peter, uh, Max Pacioretty has started the six-game goal-scoring streak, which started at the beginning of the of the year. And during that time, only three other forwards have scored for the Canadians in six games. So Bordenval has scored twice. David Arnais has scored and Dale Weiss has scored. Those are the only forwards I've scored since uh, those last six games. With the lines that the coach prepared for tonight's games, do you think it gives a more balanced scoring? Well, it's hard to say because, like I said, the only guy that has been scoring effectively is Pacioretty. So no matter what uh, he does, I mean, uh, I think Terry is really hoping that he does get some kind of production from... 
the other lines, uh, if you look at the first line, obviously Plekanec could contribute also as well, even though Pacioretty... But as long as his main role is not to feed Pacioretty all the time, but I think Plekanec can be a dangerous shooter there. Uh, you know that the second line with Dearnay, Galchenyuk and Gallagher, you know that Galchenyuk is probably the more effective goal scorer of the three there also. So it's a little tough to say. The coach is trying to get at least one good winger on each top two lines. Yeah, But tonight against uh, the Islanders, which are one of the top teams in the East, it's going to be tough. Um, and... Uh, Without price and goal, it's going to be a tough game. Also, I don't know if that took consideration as well. If he's trying to uh, balance out the lines, also for um, defensive uh, purposes as well. And I guess for heading into tonight's game against the New York Islanders, one thing going for the Montreal Canadiens is that the New York Islanders played last night against the Penguins, six-four winners. Second game in two nights for them, and I'm expecting that we'll see their backup goalie. Chad Johnson, not the the Alouettes player, who will be in goal for the New York Islanders uh, tonight. Max Pacioretty, like I mentioned, he scored a goal in six consecutive games. He scored a total of seven during that period. He's the first Habs player since Denis Savard in 1991 to score in six consecutive games. And that's quite the streak that he's on. Max Pacioretty, he's displayed some leadership on the ice. He's the only guy that's uh, the, the scoring for the Montreal Canadiens uh, right now. And, Peter, there's only a handful of players in the NHL who have more goals than Max Pacioretty so far. Uh, can you believe that he was not invited to uh, to the All-Star game? I find it unbelievable that the Canadiens not only that Pacioretty wasn't invited, that they only have one player representing the team at the All-Star game when you think that not only are they one of the one of the teams that finished in the Final Four in the playoffs last season, plus they're one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference in the standings, and to have only one player representing them, I find it's uh, unacceptable uh, and really unbelievable. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it as well that Max Pacioretty is, was not invited to the All-Star game uh, as well. He's on pace. I think he's back with uh, with the goals that he's been scoring lately. I think he's back on pace into, uh, into getting a 40-goal season once again. And how many players are going to reach that plateau this year? Five, six, seven? So he's still quite a uh, up there when it comes to goal scoring. And that's quite surprising for a league that wants to get more goals scored in games that one of their top goal scorers isn't uh, isn't included. One eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five is the phone number at Habs three sixty to uh, reach us via Twitter. Yesterday in the afternoon, out of nowhere, Montreal Canadiens sent out a tweet, sent out a press release announcing that Canadiens have recalled goaltender Joey McDonald from the Hamilton Bulldogs and the Carey Price is out with a uh, day-to-day injury 
And this was, they haven't confirmed, but it's pretty much happened on the, during Wednesday night's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, where at one point uh, they were on a breakaway. And then Max Pacioretty cross-checked the Columbus Blue Jacket player right on Carey Price. And it looked like Carey Price's back hit the post. The TV broadcast was showing some clips of Carey Price where he seemed like he was stretching. He didn't seem 100%. But he did finish the game, which was reassuring. Didn't play the next game against Ottawa. But it didn't raise any flags because when it's two games in two nights, normally Terrian goes to Tokarski for one of those two games. And then the big news came yesterday that the carry price is day-to-day. They're uncertain if he'll be available for a Tuesday night's game against the Nashville Predators. And once again, he is not certain uh, to be in the All-Star game, which he was selected for during next weekend. Let's hear Max Pacioretty from this morning, who spoke about that play where Carey Price got hurt. I feel bad, obviously, with uh, the fact that that's how it happened. But uh, the good news is it's nothing serious, and I'm uh, I'm happy that uh, you know it's something minor. So Peter, the Montreal Canadiens playing uh, two good teams coming up, New York Islanders tonight. Then they're facing the Nashville Predators next week, which is one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Quite a big test coming up for Dustin Tokarski and uh, the rest of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, definitely. I mean, Islanders who are uh, one of the best teams in the East. And uh, like you said, they put up six goals against uh, the Penguins uh, last night, who are one of the best teams in the East. So that's going to be... very interesting to see tonight uh, what's going to happen with the Islanders and Nashville, who's uh, pretty much on top of the standings in the West as well. So uh, that's going to be another big test. The only thing that uh, maybe favors, not favors Montreal, but a good thing for them is that Pekarine is also injured, so he won't be in goal for Nashville. So if Montreal, without having Carey Price, I guess it evens things out as well. So that'll be a very interesting matchup as well for the Canadians. Yeah, Nashville Predators are first place in the entire league in the NHL right now with uh, 64 points. Uh, let's hear from uh, Brendan Gallagher this morning and the impact of uh, Carrie Price's injury. Oh, I, uh, I think obviously we were very confident in Ticker. We saw what he did last year in the playoffs when, when Price was out. Um, hopefully Price isn't too serious. We can get him back as soon as possible, but uh, we're not too worried, I think, with with Ticker going in there, it doesn't change our game at all. We have that confidence that we have a price on there. Ticker's going to do the job, shut the door, and uh, it's going to be on us to, to execute a good game plan and try and come up with a win. So it is a big test coming up for uh, Dustin Tokarski. Last game that he played on Thursday night against the uh, the Ottawa Senators, probably it wasn't one of his best games with uh, the Canadiens, especially in that first period. The Canadians did get outshot 20-6, to but it seemed like a lot of rebounds were allowed by Dustin Tokarski, and he was flipping around left and right throughout the, the ice. So for sure, facing two top teams like the Islanders and Nashville Predators, he'll have to step up as well. But he's not the only one, so will the offense will have to step up. The Canadians will have to score goals, because they're still not scoring any goals. No matter who's in goal, it will make no uh, no difference. Carey Price, like we mentioned, 
is the only Montreal Canadiens representative to the All Star game? Well, at least from the from the, the individuals that we playing at uh, the game. Let's hear what he had to say about his selection. Yeah, it's always a it's always a fun experience. You know, it's uh, it's definitely an honor to to go and and represent my team. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to looking forward to it. Um, should be should be a really good time. Did you plan? To- and for Carey Price, if you look with the injury of Pecorine and the injury of uh, of Jimmy Howard, well, Price is by the Jimmy Howard, but there was a good chance that Carey Price would have been start, one of the starting goaltenders uh, during the All Star games, along with uh, Corey Crawford. So we'll we'll keep you posted, and we'll see if uh, Carey Price will head to the All Star game. And Peter, at this point, uh, how much of an effort should Carey Price put? into attending the uh, the All-Star game? I think zero. I mean, the All-Star game is just a meaningless uh, hockey game. Uh, it's just there to showcase, uh, to uh, please, uh, obviously, the fans. But uh, if you're not 100%, you're not, you might as well just skip it. I mean, there's so many players in the NHL that... Uh, are deserving to be there and that haven't been selected. It just give, it'll just give them uh, a chance to uh, go to the game uh, instead. So I, if I were him, if if I'm not a hundred percent or near a hundred percent, if I were him, I'd skip the game. Yeah, I will go to say even if he's ninety nine percent or ninety eight, I still think he wouldn't go. I think he should only go if he's uh, if he's a hundred percent recovered. And the way I would judge that is if he starts on Tuesday night against Nashville, then I think he should. If he doesn't start the game, well, I think he should uh, stay home during uh, next weekend. Dustin Tokarski, 4-3-1, his record this year with a 2.33 goals against average and 9.22 save percentage. So when we heard Brendan Gallagher earlier say that they trust uh, Tokarski, he does have good a good stat so far and we all know about his performance last year in the Eastern Conference Final against the New York Rangers alright we're going to take a quick break on the other side we're going to start talking about the Montreal Canadiens power play scored three goals so does that mean all the power play issues have been resolved we'll talk about that next and more this is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Hamilton Bulldogs more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got everything you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs 360 podcast and Anthony from r2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. The contest will run during every Habs home game in the regular season and will give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of r2canvas.com. Listen to the Habs 360 podcast and follow Habs 360 and Habs Happy on Twitter for more details. And for high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit r2canvas.com. Good luck. 
I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked-out hockey cave or family. Well, don't just show your friends. Show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entry, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, search Habs 360 on net or on iTunes for the archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs 360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. I'm Chris G at Chris G1980 along with uh, Peter at uh, Peter Galanos. Just go to our Twitter account just to look at a tweet that we received from Carey Price's number one fan, according to him on uh, Twitter. In regards to the line changes, he just wrote that he disagrees with uh, the moves that Terry made. Didn't really provide any reasons why he disagrees. But if you have any comments on the line changes, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five, or you can let us know via Twitter at Habs three sixty. And we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes. But something that I think has gone relatively unnoticed from this morning's practice is that it appears that uh, the defensive duo of uh, PK Subban and Andre Markov has been split up. And uh, Subban will be playing, it seems like, with uh, Nathan Bollier tonight against the uh, New York Islanders. So if you have any comments on that, you can send them along and we'll read them uh, before we sign off today. All right, now it's time for today's traffic report with Michel Terrier. But it's a matter of uh, reading the game, too. It's the same thing if I'm leaving Montreal going to Quebec City. And I get two highway. I get the 20 and the 40 to go to Quebec City. But if I hear on the radio there's a big accident in Drummondville, I'm not going to take the 20. I'm probably going to go to take the 40, you know, because there's two different ways to get there. It's the same thing in hockey. You know, there you, you get different pattern, but you have to read the play. All right. So uh, the Canadians tried a, a new power play formation prior to the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they ended up scoring three power play goals, and that's how they they came back and they won uh, the game. The first power play unit consists of Dernay with uh, Pacioretty and Brendan Gallagher, and then at the point, there's P.A. Parato and uh, P.K. Subban, so obviously that will change for uh, tonight's game. And the second unit was with Lars Zeller, Thomas Plekanec, Alex Galchenyuk, and Gonchar and Markov on the point. And not only that, they did use what they call an umbrella formation. So if you look at the first uh, power play unit, Subban would be alone up top, Paranto and Dernay would be in the half walls, 
Max Pacioretty would be in the slot and the Brendan Gallagher would be in front of the net. And the second power play unit was a little more traditional with Markov and Gonchar up top, Plekanec on the half wall, Galchenyuk in the slot, and Eller is in in front and Markov would be a little more in uh, in motion. So in the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, Canadians went 3-4-7 on the power play. And the first four power play opportunities, Canadians did struggle. They weren't getting any chances. It was just as bad as it has been in the entire season before they managed to get three power play goals. And the game against the Ottawa Senators, Canadians' power play didn't do much better. They went 0-4-4 in that game. And that brings their total power play percentage of the season at uh, 14.8%, which puts them 26th in, uh, in in the league, So, which which is not normal for the Montreal Canadiens, who traditionally have always been one of the top teams with the extra with the extra attacker. So, if I look, Peter, at the power play units that I would that I mentioned before, uh, what I'll do from the power play is I would I would remove David Dernick completely off the power play. I would move Galchenyuk to play with uh, Pacioretty and Gallagher on that first unit, and then I'll give a chance to Yerchi Sekach to play with Eller and uh, Plekanec on uh, on the power play. So just to recap, my first power play unit would be Galchenyuk with Pacioretty, Subban at the point, and, and Parento at the point as well. All right, so sorry, we won't be able to play that clip for you. So, Peter, in regards to a, a power play formation, do you think the Canadians have the right uh, players in it? Well, from the lines that you gave uh, before, I mean, uh, the only one I would change is probably uh, have David Dernay instead of uh, Lars Zeller. But besides that, uh, they made a lot of sense. Uh, that's the only change I would make. Uh, and the Canadians do need to, to get the power play going. I know they say in the playoffs there's not that many penalty calls. So something... Uh, so the power play isn't that important, but heading into the playoffs to have some success, the Canadians do need to uh, to get the power play going going for them. So we mentioned about which players made and didn't make the uh, the All Star game. Somebody else who didn't make it was Montreal Canadiens defenseman uh, PK Subban. Peter, at least on my end, I was really surprised that uh, that he was snubbed by the NHL. I think he deserved to uh, to make it, even though he doesn't. He hasn't had his uh, best season. He hasn't been very flashy, at least on the ice. But I still think he he was he's one of the top. What is it? A dozen that they bring with them at the All Star game. I think in uh, at least in the top twelve. I think he deserved a spot. Oh, definitely. I still can't believe it that he's not part of the game, and uh, especially since we know that 
uh, All-Star game is to put on a show for the fans. And is there a better showman than uh, P.K. Subban in the NHL? I mean, he's one of the best showmen in the league. And if you want somebody to put on a show, you got to bring your best showman. And I have no idea why P.K. is not there. Uh, former Norris Trophy winner. Okay, he's not having... He's, you know, his his start of the season is okay. I mean, it's not like it's that bad of a start that... Uh, he doesn't deserve to get a star, uh, a nomination at the All-Star game. I find it uh, very unbelievable that he's not there. So a couple of weeks ago, and uh, P.K. Subban, he's not really helping his uh, his cause either. He, even in the game against the uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, he, he didn't have his best game. The week before was a game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning when he took that penalty... It wasn't his uh, his best game either. The game against the Ottawa Senators, same thing. It's uh, it's not the best game that he's that he's had as well. So he's not really helping himself out with the way that he's uh, he's been playing. Let's hear what uh, what he had to say about being uh, not being at the All Star game. Playing in Montreal, you know that you're going to have to answer questions, but. To be honest with you, I don't know why I have to. You know, I I wasn't selected, but at the same token, every player in there is deserving. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if if I was supposed to be there, I think I would be there. But there are players that are there now. They're very deserving. And to be honest with you, I think the attention should be on Kerry. You know, he deserves to be there, and he's there now. It shouldn't be on the guys that aren't there. I mean, as much as there's probably a lot of guys that could be in the All-Star game, I think the focus should be on the guys that made it, and I'm happy for them. And a great opportunity um you know but for us right now i mean at the end of the day i'm going to take my break and get ready for the second half so yuchi sekat was also named as uh, as a replacement to join the rookies in the all-star competition as well he replaced uh, an injured an injured player so sekat and Kerry price are the only representatives in the all-star game and let's hear what max patcheretti this is his reaction when he found out that only Kerry Price was at the All-Star game. Why is nobody else was named for the All-Star team? There's no one else, just Kerry? Just Kerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, I didn't know that at all. No PK? PK. No way. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was out a team that was... Uh, he told him to leave him off there. He didn't like the uniform. In first place earlier this week, he thought, uh, you know, maybe get a little bit more respect, but uh, maybe use it as motivation going forward. And, uh... and I guess that's a good point. That was brought up by Max Pacioretty for a team that's been near the top for the entire season, that they only have one player in the All-Star game. It's, uh, it's hard to believe. It's very, very hard to believe. Uh, I mean, Pacioretty, Subban are at least, two players from this team that should have joined Carey Price uh, at the All-Star game, uh, especially Pacioretty, who's amongst uh, the top goal scorers in the league so far this season. So it's it's very surprising. Uh, you know, you want to bring the best players from the best teams uh, to the game and uh, to only have one representative, uh, it's really... Uh, um, I'm still very not happy with uh, what the NHL with the nominations, and uh, I find it unbelievable. Yeah, I guess the fact that there has to be one player from every team 
it doesn't doesn't help. But we're not asking for a player like uh, Nathan Boyer to make it. I think Max Pacioretty and P.K. Subban, they're in the top and deserved uh, to be part of the game. So just going back to uh, P.K. Subban, let's hear a comment from uh, the coach following Wednesday night's game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ah, P.K. a connu un match quand même difficile. Euh, on a tous à mesure en constaté. Euh, dans le cas de, de, de notre deuxième unité, euh, euh, Souban a pris un bon lancer, mais euh, la chose que je retiens, c'est euh, si on, re, on, on revoit le, la, la reprise, c'est que Desarnais était là euh, devant le filet sans euh, l'apport la de David euh, pour euh, sur le lancer de Souban, euh, il n'y aurait pas eu de but. Donc, euh, il a voilé le gardien de but et il a fait un excellent travail. So we heard there the, the the coach mentioning in French that Piqué didn't have a good game, and he, and he he made sure to add once again. This was following the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and in that game, one of three power play goals was scored by uh, Piqué Subban, and the coach focused really the attention on David Diagne and the fact that David Diagne was in front and screened the goalie, which uh, which according to the coach allowed the goal to go to go in, which I'm sure David Arnais was part of um, of what happened. Like he did help on the play, but I think PK Shuban, he has a bullet of a shot and it's it's not a shocking like that the puck went right through uh, the goal the, the goalies the goalie to go in. Uh, just a couple more tweets. First one comes from Fergie, not the one from Black from Black Eyed Peas, who writes it in regard to PK Subban. He writes he's playing terrible, selfish, lazy, and undisciplined hockey. Remember, what a joke! So he's he's referring to Michel Tenney's comments from a couple of seasons ago. Rob Waddington writes our first and third best defensemen together. It's our first pairing in everything but name. And he hashtags it Fire Terry. So I think that's a conflicting message, right? Because <laughs> it seems like he's happy about the pairing, but then he hashtags it Fire Terry, unless there's sarcasm in it, which then he's missing the, the hashtag. And finally, Kenny McMillan writes, more like Boyu was promoted to top pairing. So not a demotion for PK Subban, it's Nathan Boyer getting promoted. And... Nathan Bollier has been playing well, especially since he's been uh, matched up with uh, Sergei Gonchar. Is it to the point where he's become a better defenseman than Andrei Markov? I would say, I would say no. And it's, I know what, maybe we're just spending too much time numbering defensive pairings. Maybe there is no number one pairing. Maybe there is no number two pairing. It's just two pairings that the coach uh, decided to uh, to match up uh, together. So thank you very much, everybody, for your tweets. And you can keep sending your tweets coming seven days a week, 24 hours a day. The Haps360 Twitter account is always open for business. Thank you very much, Peter. Always a pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me. You can follow Peter on Twitter at Peter Galanos. Uh, let's take a look at uh, tonight's, uh, sorry, this week's schedule. Canadians tonight facing the New York Islanders, a 7 o'clock start, a game that could be seen coast-to-coast. 
on Sportsnet in English and on TVA Sports in French. And then on Tuesday night, the Nashville Predators are in town to face the Montreal Canadiens. Will Carey Price be in goal in that game? We'll find out. The game will be only available to viewers in Belleville and East on Sportsnet East in English and on RDS in French. And after that, the Canadians will be on an all-star break. They're going to have seven days off before they are back in action. So next week on Habs 360, we'll give an update on the Carey Price injury. We'll see what the, the, the lines match up look like on uh, Tuesday and while well, will be the All-Star break so don't worry we'll still be here because even though it'll be an All-Star break there'll still be Montreal Canadiens news because that's how it works in uh, Habs Nation I'm Chris G at Chris G1980 on Twitter we'll be back next Saturday 2pm Eastern for an edition of the Habs 360 podcast have a good weekend buddy. for the latest news on the Montreal Canadiens Follow us on Twitter at Habs360 and visit allhabs.net.